Post Create Podcast. It's your host, Asa and Chase, back with another episode. This one, I believe, is number four going out next week is from the recording. Uh, Chase, what are we going to talk about today? We're talking about uh, how to deal with haters and other people's opinions, including friends and family. I think today is going to be a good one. I think it's just like all negative opinions and like that negative stuff that we often have to deal with. Um, in our day-to-day lives that can be pretty detrimental to success and whatnot. Um, you have any uh, personal experience you can attest to or talk about for this? Um, a little bit. I think this is one of the topics that I have the least experience in um, just because I find that I haven't been associating myself with people who don't support me. So I don't have a lot of that negative uh, talk in my ear. Um, but one thing that I can speak on is people's opinions, uh, your close friends and your family. And I know for me, the biggest thing that I've kind of struggled with is having to hear input from your family um, and coming from a family of people who aren't really creatives. I know uh, when I'm talking about planning shoots or buying stuff for shoots and uh, I was talking to my mom about it, she's like, oh, well, like, are you making money from these? Are these paid shoots? And they're not. And it kind of gets to me it's not anything that she's doing directly but just every time i talk about shooting she's like oh you're getting paid are you getting paid which is understandable because obviously the one of the end goals for me in photography is to do it as a job full time um but i'm just not there yet right now to do it consistently at least and it's kind of i don't i'm trying to think of the right word i want to say annoying but that's not quite it but there is definitely an added pressure because anytime i talk about shooting you know i have that pressure from my family about oh are you getting paid for it and, and it just i kinda... think one of those things that you have to keep in mind especially when you're trying to pursue something that you want to make a full-time job for yourself is are you willing to do that thing for free because if you are if you love doing that thing that you're doing it doesn't fucking matter like we could end the episode right here right now it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about what you're doing if you love doing it that is all that matters but i mean unfortunately like that's just not the end all be all of the story like there's more to it yep. but like i really wish we could just end the episode right there and be like that's all you need to know and like <laughs> go on your merry way you know but like i mean obviously there's a lot more complexities to it than that but having that struggle of people being like hey are you getting paid for that like you should be getting paid for that like no that that's definitely taxing uh when you're not getting paid for it and you're trying to get to a place where you can mm-hmm. be like upfront i need this money to do the to perform the service that i'm doing right now I need the money or else it's not going to happen. But we're not really in a place to be leveraging that kind of stuff yet. Yeah. And I think that um, if you're as like an artist or as a creative, if you're focusing on getting paid, uh, that makes the journey even more difficult with the added pressure from the outside. Because you remember a couple months ago, I was like super stressing out about not getting clients and I had to shift my perspective. And go back to, oh, well, I'm just shooting because I like to shoot. And that took the pressure away completely. Yeah. Um, I think I, I follow YouTube producers. And he goes by uh, Lifestyle Did It. And he had an episode where he was talking about being a producer and trying to pursue that for um, your main source of revenue, your main source of income. And how way too many people want to jump ship, jump ship and go straight into it. Uh, right from the get or just like a little while after doing it. But like that's really just not smart. And I think you can kind of test this because like you're a student and you have a job and you're trying to do the side hustle with photography. Um, 
And maybe like if like let's just say you weren't in school and you had a full-time job, like it would be really stupid to quit that full-time job when you can still do photography outside of that job. Like, yeah, yeah it's a little, it's a little taxing, it's a little harder, but you're getting paid for that for a 40-hour week or maybe a little less, maybe a little more, whatever. And you have time to work on your side hustle and possibly getting benefits and possibly, you know, just like all the benefits that come of having a job, but you're still working on your side hustle. So it's it's really silly like to think that you can go um and start going full time with your side hustle before you've really proved that you can earn, you know, a living off of that, you know? Yeah. I think you really have to have like you have to have that full time job first in order to compare it to your side hustle, you know, in order to yeah. really make sure, can I live off of this? And the thing about uh, most creative jobs, at least, is that the income is not steady. So I think that you need to be making more than you're making with your full-time job for an extended period of time to see, am I going to be able to support myself when things are really good? And am, am I going to be able to do it when things aren't so good? You know? And that's why you have to be like super smart with your money. You have to be like planning out and saving most of your paychecks that you're getting because you don't know when it's going to be a three-month period where you're not getting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important to like get money-wise so that you don't have those issues when you do go full-time because it's not a regular paycheck. Yeah. Or even when you go, uh, if you're going free time, if you're going full-time with your side hustle, excuse me, uh, maybe don't quit your other job entirely. Maybe just look for a part-time job, you know, just kind of reverse the roles. Yeah, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about it quite like that. Because like, I mean, one of the big benefits of having a full-time job, hopefully if you can land one where you're getting health benefits, like that's huge. Like that's, that's, that's such a huge expense that you have to pay for. And mm -hmm. if you're trying to do that on your own and not through your company, like, holy fuck, like that gets expensive real quick. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to get a full-time job where you have benefits, like definitely be super cautious about letting that go to go full-time with… um another another source of income that might not have benefits because like if you if you say like you're getting like two grand a month and then you quit your or like two grand a month from your side hustle and then you quit your full-time job or you never had a full-time job where you were getting benefits like most of your paycheck your two thousand bucks a month is going straight into things that you have to have in order to like live you know yeah so like that's a really that's a really fine line there you gotta be super cautious when you're looking at doing that absolutely wait when you when you first started talking, you were saying how you have had to distance yourself from like negative energy, negative friends or whatever. Um, how, how did you start to realize that your friends or people that were close to you had that, had those negative opinions that you didn't want around? It's like, when did you start to realize that? And how soon after that did you get to cutting them off? Um, it wasn't so much that I was, that I found myself surrounded by negative input um it was just more so a lack of support you know what i mean and right. i think that there i think that there's a fine line between someone not supporting you and someone hating on you you know but i just i feel, like, it, I feel like it's a bit more than a fine line because like there, you can have people who aren't actively supporting you but that's a lot different than people like bashing on you you know yeah i, I mean there's definitely a difference, but I just think that a lack of support is often lumped in the category of like a hater. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I just found that like I was sticking with people who were supporting me and people who I weren't getting support, who I wasn't getting support from. I just 
didn't talk to anymore. It wasn't so much that they were being negative. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I got you. But like, it kind of, it's kind of like the one thing about right now is like, if you have those negative people in your life, or not, not negative, just people who aren't supporting you, you are still like having to deal with that energy and dealing with having that, that stagnant presence. And it's just like, why would you want that when you could replace that with somebody who is going to bolster you and like give you extra support or just like get rid of that, that energy entirely. And you're still going to move forward faster when you have less to do with mm-hmm. um, that isn't building you up and helping you out, you know? Yeah. And it, think, it's not easy to like be that strict about it, but I think it's pretty crucial. Yeah. It's really not like, cause you can have people who are your really close friends who turn out to not, um, not mess with your work and that it's not always easy to stop associating with them, you know? Yeah. Um, I one, thing, that. one thing that I found, I think more so than anything, is that you notice lack of support from people who you thought would have supported you when you're getting support from people who you didn't really talk to that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that's a really weird feeling because it's like somebody is reaching out and be like, hey, dude, like you're doing a great job. I really like this or that or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, damn, dude, like, I haven't talked to you in like three freaking years or like we met like one time. Like this is crazy energy from you. And then like I've got people who I've considered like some of my best friends and they they don't yep. offer any support. Exactly. So I, like that's crazy, bro. That's That's wild that people can be that supportive or non-supportive. Yeah. So I noticed it's, like I got I was getting DMs from people who like, you know, you have those acquaintances that you don't really talk to yeah. that much. Like uh like Darwin. I remember we were having a conversation about him. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Darwin because he listens to the podcast. Um, but yeah, like he would hit me up like, oh dude, like this picture's so dope. Or oh, I'm using this as my lock screen now. Or he started like um he would DM me like models in Vegas that were like looking to shoot with photographers. I'm like, dude, like thank you. Um, and we were never like close friends in high school. I mean, like we played soccer together every once in a while, but that was right, it. right. But yeah, just stuff like that. And then, you know, you get not necessarily random, but you get that support from unexpected people and the gears start working and you're like, where is this support from what I consider to be like my inner circle? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of wild that like we can go so many years, so, so long having these relationships and they're not being fruitful. And that's just like, I don't know, like when I, I'm not like super huge into gardening or anything, but I know like some of the very basics. And like when you have a dead branch or you have something like to not grow anymore, you get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So that it makes room for stuff that can flourish there. And it's kind of the same thing here. Like if you have people in your life who aren't helping you flourish and help, aren't helping you grow, then get rid of it and replace it with somebody who will help you flourish and grow. You know, it's super, yeah. super important to long term growth and long term uh, gains in whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to mention that uh, support doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like whatever your friends are creating, you know, like, yeah, you know what that is really important to talk about, because like just general feedback, some people might not like it, but they can still support you by being like, hey, you know what, that wasn't it, you know, like, you gotta do something different, you gotta change it up or, you know, whatever. But that's super important to point out, point out, because uh, saying nothing or saying that you liked it when you actually didn't is not helpful it's like they can't they can't grow from that yeah. um so having that feedback from a supportive friend who's not liking it is super important and definitely something to consider there yeah like for so many i don't know for quite a few people who i know didn't like my stuff if they would have just told me hey like i don't like your pictures and here's why i would have been so grateful to them 
Yeah. Um, like that's literally all it takes. I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, especially like if you're going to reach out to a model um, and be like, hey, like I want to shoot and they look at your profile and like, you know what? Like your style doesn't match with mine or I just don't like, I don't, I don't think you're good enough to shoot with me or whatever, you know? Like if they would just tell you that instead of leave, leaving you on red or whatever, yeah. like that would be so beneficial to you and help you out like so much. And the same thing goes for me. Like if I reach out to a rapper, I'm like, hey, I want to work with you. I like what you're doing. Here's some of my beats. Check them out. Let me know what you think. If they would just hit me back like, hey, I don't, I, like, I don't like this aspect. I think it's too busy. I don't think there's enough production or whatever. Like, say, it would go for me too. Like, it would help me out a bunch knowing that I'm on the right path, but I just have like two or three other things to do or change. And then the next time they'll be like, all right, yeah, I'm, like, I'm ready to work with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is like an ideal situation, right? For a complete stranger to give you that feedback. Um, but would you do that if somebody hit you up? And you didn't want to work with them. Would you tell them why? Or would you just say no? No, yeah, 100%. Like, I do that all the time on YouTube. Because, like, I'm working really hard on, like, getting my YouTube community to work to grow. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I do it more often. Like, I go out and do the finding of people. Um, But I find somebody. And, like, every single time I, I come onto a new YouTube page, I never leave without leaving some kind of comment. So, I'm like, either I liked it for X, Y, and Z. Or I didn't like it. Here's what I think you can do better. I never just say no. I never just say... I didn't like it. I always, I'm always given a reason. I think you can do this, this, or this better. Uh, unless I just genuinely don't have uh, oh, a, a criticism for it. Then I'm just like, hey, dude, like, didn't like it, but I know you can get there. Just keep working on it. Like, that's the bare minimum that I'll ever do. But I never just like say no or don't respond because, yeah. like, that's just so not helpful. And I know that as a creative, I want that. Um, and you have to be the change that you want to see, you know? Like, if I want that to happen, then I got I got to do that. And I got to start with me. Um, and hopefully, the people that I associate and that I work with, they'll do the same thing. And then, like, that that just kind of… That energy kind of spreads out. Um, because I, I definitely love to have that in the music community and in other communities as well. So, um, but yeah. If, like, if people ever hit me up and they were like, hey, check this out. Let me know what you think. I'll, I'll do my best… The best that I can to respond and give them genuine feedback, you know, every time. Absolutely. So uh, let's go back a little bit and talk about any um, pressure or criticisms or opinions that you've had to deal with from your family or close friends. So from family, I haven't had to deal with too much. I think my parents are really rather supportive of what I'm trying to do, but they are pretty doubtful. They They've always given me like the ability to dream big and they want me to dream big, but they're worried that, you know, what if it doesn't work out? You know, what ifs and all that, like pretty natural stuff for people to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's one of the biggest sources of what ifs in my own mind, my own mental capacity, you know, because like they've always been that voice of reason to me. So I I definitely have that what if and it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's not like a... It's that they support me. Um, they're not a negative energy per se, but they're not exactly like bolstering me either. So it, it's definitely a fine line there. Um, and it can be it can be a little bit exhausting, a little bit frustrating to be like, you know, like I, it's just a matter of time. Like I need you guys to trust me and like hold on to the belief that and, and just like put their faith in me more than… Um, anything else because like I believe in myself and like I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this because like I love it. I love doing it and I see the future here. Um, so if they would just like 
I don't know, just like give me more time to keep working on it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, it gets really, it gets exhausting to have to deal with that constant what if, that constant like, am I going to let my parents down? Am I going to let my family down? Like that's, that's hard to deal with. Um, and I, I think going beyond that to like other friends, I haven't had to deal with that too much face to face because most of it uh, doesn't, doesn't occur face to face. And for me, it's kind of like what you said. It's those people who, um, aren't like they're just not saying anything i think it's more a lot more of that than actual negative feedback or or negative comments negative energy hating rather than nothing at all you know what i mean yeah um but yeah like it's just it's just a constant battle of self-determination self self-belief um and it's hard to get away from that, especially when it comes from your family, because I mean, your family's everything. Like, without family, you're nothing. You have right. to have family in your life. It feels like, and so like when that voice of reason is coming from your family, and you're out here just like trying to like dream big and like just go for broke, you know, it's like it, it's hard to deal with that. But all you can do is just keep your self determination up and use that as. I want to say motivation for like when you get on and more people are naysayers about it, mm-hmm. then you can just be like, you know what? My family like didn't really believe in it and I'm still here. So like your opinion doesn't mean shit to me anymore. Yeah. Um, when you kind of, I don't want to say decided, but when you, yeah, let's just go with decided for lack of a better term. When you decided that you wanted to ca- pursue music as a career, did, um, the way you perceived or the way that you kind of looked at uh, doubt change in your mind now that it, music was more than something than just a hobby? Yeah, it's hard to answer because like it wasn't ever like there was no definitive switch. Um, and that's why like you were struggling with like trying to find like made the decision or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like there was there was never a time that I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to start like changing the way I think about things. Um so it was like you you were asking like how did I change the way I thought about like doubt? Yeah, like like was there ever because I know that there's a difference if you're doing something as a hobby and people are like, oh, you know, like uh, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you're good at this, I don't know if you can do this. And then when you're trying to do something as a career and people doubt you, like it's a little more serious, yeah. I guess. So did you notice a change in the way that you were perceiving other people's opinions or not really? I think no. And the reason for that is it, it goes back to the fundamental reason that anybody should pursuing a goal mm-hmm. and that's that or pursuing a passion and that's that you genuinely enjoy it. You know, like I genuinely enjoy making music like from start to finish. I love making the beats. I love rapping. I love every part of the process. And like, that's it. I love doing it. Yeah. So like, it didn't really matter to me that people were like doubtful and naysayers about it because like, I just love doing it. So even if I am the worst person in the world to be making music, I don't care because I love doing it, you know? So I I think that was the big part there. Um, And I think this is more for me personally. I just, I've never struggled a lot with other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. Like I've been pretty um, hard-headed about that type of stuff. And I just don't really care what people think about me or what I'm doing. So for me, it was more of like self-doubt and more than other people's opinions getting into my mind about it. So. That that was kind of where I went with that. Um, but how about you? Like, what about 
you and your your path? Um, it didn't. I don't think I really noticed a shift because, um, I was kind of similar to you, where there wasn't really a moment where I was like, I want to do this as a career. But it was kind of a gradual shift uh, for to me realizing that I could make money from it. You know, right? Like, like one day I didn't wake up and decide, hey, I want to be a photographer. It was just like, oh, like people are reaching out to me asking like how much I charge to shoot. This is something new. Let me kind of see what this is like. Um, but I think that the kind of period where I was shooting um, whatever I wanted, you know, posting whatever I wanted, not worrying about anything besides me going out and having fun shooting, it built my confidence and I found my why for doing it, you know, and my yeah. why was because I loved it. And so nothing else really mattered. But I think if I had just started photography uh, with the goal in mind to make it a career, it would have been different. Because if I'm like, if I want something to be my career, whether it's photography or like personal training or anything like that, like, that's going to be one of the few things that I'll get like, really hot headed about, you know? Right. So I think without that period where there was no pressure, and I had I, I was able to build my um, foundation, basically, I think if I hadn't had that, then I definitely would have been more sensitive to people's opinions and stuff. Now, I, I really like that because like it was kind of a similar process for me too. And now I'm thinking about it because like back a year ago when I was making beats and I was absolute trash at it, like I wasn't putting them out. I wasn't like trying to get too much feedback from anybody else other than like you. Um, I was just like, I was just, it was just a process of getting better and learning to enjoy it and learning more about the craft itself. Mm -hmm. So that like like you said like it built my confidence up and I was like getting better and better and better, um, and then you do finally like you're starting to pay attention a little more and you're like wow people like they're doing what I'm doing and they're making money doing it and it's like at that point it, it's kind of a shift but that didn't come before I built up my confidence and like really built up my love and passion of what I was doing, so I, like that that was pretty insightful there. So you mentioned that you weren't seeking uh, criticism from anybody, really. Was there a moment that you can remember where you started to seek criticism from other people? It wasn't really like a starting to seek criticism, but it was just more like, I know that this is starting to get good. I want to know if other people are thinking it's good as well, or mm. is that just me? Because like I've been able to track my progress. Um, so I definitely like I wanted some people's opinions to be like, hey, like I've been working on this for several months, putting in hundreds and hundreds of hours now. Do you like, can you notice that there's been a change in my progress? Can you do, the, do you feel like this is going to go somewhere? Can you hear that potential there? And I, I wasn't asking these questions directly, but like these were the thoughts that were going through my head. And I was like mm -hmm. trying to get answers to these questions. Um, just maybe being like, hey, like check this out, see what I did here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. What was your question? <laughs> was there like a time that you started to seek criticism? Like, was there a moment? Yeah, I, I guess not. There wasn't really like a time that I really started to. Uh -oh, it was right. just like, I got to be proud of myself. And I wanted to see if other people would also be proud of me. Because like, I felt like I was getting to a place where they should be proud of me. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I feel that. I don't know. I think, I think if I was like, keep continuing with that it would have been bad because like now like I really don't care if people think it's not good or they think it's amazing because it's like I do so many different things and I make so many different sounds that it's like yeah of course somebody's gonna like this and there's also definitely gonna be people who don't like it yeah um 
So it's just like, it really just comes down to like, do I enjoy making it? Do I actually like what I'm making? Because if I don't like it and I wouldn't listen to it, then it doesn't matter. Like somebody else might as well have made it if I wouldn't listen to it to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just didn't, I definitely just try and focus on making stuff that I personally enjoy. And, and that's the, that's the first goal. That's super important. Yeah. Cause like, I remember too, in the beginning of 2018, I decided that I was going to try and like write and release a song every single week. And I did it for, I think like six, seven, maybe even eight weeks. Um, and I had a fair amount of plays on the first one. And every single week I was getting fewer and fewer plays. And I was just like, what the hell? This is supposed to be going in the opposite direction. Like I'm supposed to be gaining momentum, not losing momentum as I'm releasing music. And I really just like sat down and was like, all right, am I making music that I would genuinely listen to? And I decided that I actually was not doing that. And that's why I wasn't getting any momentum because I was making music that I didn't think was that good. And like, it was like in the moment, I thought it was really good. And I was like super psyched about it. I would drop it. And then I would never listen to it again because they're just like, all right, like the song wasn't that good. I'm going to focus on the next one. But it was, it was hurting me because other people were also being like, oh, like this is trash. This is trash. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And so it's just like, all right, I have to make music that I would enjoy listening to. That's yeah. the first goal. That, that was what I had to change. Um, and once I made that definitive shift, it took, it took a lot of work and training and practice to get to a place where I was making stuff that I would genuinely listen to if I just heard it on the radio or whatever. But it was definitely worth the wait and the journey to get there. Mm -hmm. I, was, um, I was watching an interview last night uh, right before I went to bed with Billie Eilish. And she said that one thing that she kind of realized slowly was that at the end of the day, as an artist, the only thing that you're left with is what you've created. And if everybody were to drop dead, except for you, and you're creating for other people, you would just be stuck with art that you didn't care about. So it's super important to make art for yourself because like at the end of the day, you're the one that has to live with it, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. I never thought about it quite like that. That's interesting. How'd you say her name? What is it? Billie Eilish. Eilish? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I always thought it was Elish. See, I did too, but there's like an, there's an I in there. It's like, it's E-I-L-L. -L. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I never realized. Dude, speaking of other artists though, dude, Shmino's new album. That's crazy. Masterpiece. Yeah, dude. I love Shmino. Like, if you guys haven't heard of Shmino, like, you need to check him out. Dude makes crazy music. And I honestly feel like, all right, so you know like what Lil Wayne did for the rap game? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, like Shmino's on the same type of like importance because he's like, has such a unique sound. Nobody has ever rapped like him. He doesn't rap like anybody else. He's just so freaking unique in everything that he does. And like his production, crazy unique. And just everything, like his sound is so amazing. So I, I love the new album already. And I've only, I've only listened to it one time all the way through. So I got to listen to it again. But so far, like, love that album. Super good. Yeah. Smino, he's, he's something else. Yeah. Have you ever seen him in concert? No, I haven't. Dude, great show. I saw him when he was doing his tour for uh, Black Swan. Black Swan. Right? Yeah. yeah. That was dope. I love that guy. I can't I, believe you put, him, put, him, put me on to him as well. Dude, Shout out to Spotify and, and their uh, that playlist. What's that playlist called? Mellow Bars. Mellow Bars, bro. What a good playlist. That that playlist has been. I found all of my new favorite artists uh, over the past two years from that playlist. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, that's the goal right now is to get on that playlist. Because, like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I make has a similar vibe to that. Yeah, I got to figure so. out. I got to figure out who uh, makes that playlist and hit them up. Oh, dude, man. That's how I what? found uh, Khalid right before he blew up. Was from really? that playlist. Yeah. I think he came on, like, one of my Discover Weekly playlists. Honestly, shout out Spotify. They're doing crazy things. And like, they uh, they just bought um, a minority ownership of DistroKid, which is a independent really? music distributor for independent artists like myself who just want to put music out on streaming services. So Spotify like had a partnership with them already, but then they just went and further strengthened that by buying them. But then Spotify is also working on the ability to upload music directly to Spotify for free through their Spotify for Artists app. So basically what they're doing is they're like trying to tell SoundCloud to fuck off and like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Um, but by doing that, Spotify will allow everybody to upload music to their platform for free. But then they also are going to be able to con- not control, but like they'll get money and revenues from people uploading to other platforms as well. So like Spotify is doing crazy things like on the business side of things, but then like their actual platform is super, super dope too because like they have so many custom playlists and all their algorithms are so deep and customized to people. Yeah. It's crazy. They have, they have a really good business model over there. Have you used Apple Music ever? No. See, I haven't either. But I, I kind of want to just to see what it's about but like yeah. I, there's no point. I, I love Spotify and like I wouldn't want to switch. I was talking to somebody about how awesome the playlists were with recommending new songs and stuff. And they were saying that Apple Music does the same thing, which is why I was wondering. But I feel like at this point, like, I'm so happy with the way that Spotify does it that I don't ever want to switch. I don't think they do custom playlists, though. Like, they have a couple curated playlists, but they're, there's not as many and they're not as, like, in-depth, it seems. And from what I've heard from other people, so. Yeah. Anyways, though, let's get back a little bit on topic here, talking about how to deal with people's opinions and such. Um... Did you ever experience that kind of doubt from other people or your parents or coaches or whatever when uh, you were trying to get signed to go play in college? Oh, shit. Um, damn. You got to cut that part out because I can't curse on that playlist because I'm trying to go somewhere next year. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so my... Uh, road to college athletics was not typical um i didn't have a coach for track for the majority of my um career so wait when you like for you in throwing or like a track coach in general well no just for throwing because okay track is kind of different it's like sports within a sport because you have a head coach but the head coach does one event and then you have um event coaches for the other events and so my freshman year we had a coach who didn't know what he was doing um, he was a football coach who thought he could coach throwers because a lot of throwers in high school are just football players. Um, he didn't know what he was doing and he split us up into um, like a varsity and a JV group, even though track is like an only varsity sport, but whatever. Um, and I got put into the JV group, which was basically neglected, didn't get a whole lot of coaching. So he left after that year. And then the next two years, we had... Uh, somebody who was acting as a coach, but we called him an advisor because basically we just needed somebody to watch us to make sure that we didn't kill each other with implements. Right. But he didn't know anything about coaching whatsoever. So um, I was teaching myself everything through YouTube 
And um, it was my sophomore year. I was doing research about where I wanted to go to college. And I was like, I wonder if I could do track in college too. I started reaching out to coaches. So I kind of like taught myself everything and did everything myself. I didn't really go. I didn't have a coach help me like with the recruiting process or anything. Um, do a lot of, a lot of uh, other schools have coaches for sports or right, for events? Yeah, most, most of them do. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, and there's like a, there's like club track is a thing. It's kind of small. It really? It's like small in Nevada and there's only one club that has throwers, but that club, their coaches are really good and their throwers are really good, obviously. And so they help them, um, you know, get placed in colleges and stuff, but that's right. just an extra cost. It's like club soccer. Um, so not really necessary, but I didn't really have doubt um, because I was doing it myself. And um, I, I don't think I had, I didn't really have doubt from my family either because once I was at a point where I was like, hey, like I want to do this in college, I was already getting um, contacted by coaches. So it wasn't like a, hey, I want to do this but I don't have anything to show for it. It was like, hey, I want to do this. And I have a whole bunch of emails from coaches sitting in my inbox right now, you know? Right, right. So like the part of the results were already there once I kind of opened up to my mom about what I wanted to do. So not really. That helps. Yeah. Any any doubt from friends or anybody like that? Um, Not really. I didn't, I didn't really share too much like with what I was doing, you know? I didn't want to be that person that was like oh talking about oh i'm gonna go to college for this blah 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 i was just focused on getting better and that led me there so i was actually thinking about that the other night about like how i feel like i didn't really talk about trying to do track in college at all right i was just focused like i was so focused on like the day-to-day just like practicing getting better and then being able to perform at meets that i wasn't too worried about it until my senior year when i realized like dang like i could I have a lot of options as far as where I want to go. And then I started right. to focus on it more. But even still, I wasn't really talking about it. Honestly, shout out Gary Vee because he, he's coming back with another another gem here. And it's kind of going back to the thing of uh, under promise and over deliver. Like you yes. were out here like fronting like, yo, I'm going to go D1. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. Like you were just, you were just mm-hmm. doing your craft. You were just mm-hmm. working on it. And then you got to a place and you're like, all right, mom, like I'm ready to go play college sports. And she was like, oh, really? And you're like, yeah, I already have like all the offers right here. Yep. And like under promise over deliver. I think that that is kind of like a new thing that I've been pondering, been thinking about. Um, but it's super important because like I've kind of realized in the past where I, I do that and I'm like, hey, yeah, like I'll work on this project. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then they hit me up like, like a week or two later. And I'm like, shit, man. Like I haven't worked on that at all yet. I'm sorry. Let me like get back to you. Um, but yeah, under promise over delivering. Like I think that's really important and could be really beneficial because like I kind of did the opposite. I was constantly I always like yeah I'm gonna go play in college I'm gonna go do this I'm gonna go do that um and everybody knew like I was the guy who wanted to play soccer in college and whatever um but like it was so because of that and I don't know maybe I just like had a different situation um I had a lot of doubt and like there were you know a few teammates here and there that I didn't really get along with and like during practice if I would mess up or whatever I like they would immediately be the first ones to be like oh I do like you're trash like you're never gonna make it whatever and like maybe like um, if you're listening to this, you, you feel like that's kind of exaggerated. And like I swear to God, it really wasn't. Like that happened multiple times on multiple teams where like they were like, "Yo, you're absolute trash." And it wasn't like it wasn't like just like giving each other like stick or whatever. It was it was like legitimate. I I don't think you're a good soccer player type of stuff. Um, 
And I really hate it because one of one of those teammates, their voice of you suck, like you're absolutely garbage, like it still sits with me. It still like is in the back of my mind occasionally. And I, I don't know why that is because like, I don't know, that that opinion shouldn't matter to me. But like it's all it's kind of always been there since that event happened. Um and so like that really sucks that I haven't been able to truly get over that yet. And I don't really know what I need to do. I think I just need to eventually make peace with that somehow. But I'm not really sure what the right way to do that is. But anyways, my point is that like I was kind of I don't want I don't want to say fronting because I was working really hard to achieve what I wanted to do there. And it just didn't come to fruition. Um, but maybe because I was promising so much, I had a lot more people willing and ready to be naysayers about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that our uh like I don't know, while on the surface our situations were a little bit different, but I think that like I would have been in the same situation as you if I had been doing track for more years, you know? Right. Because like like people who didn't play soccer knew that you were the kid that played soccer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that was like your whole identity. So I don't think that like, I don't think that you were wrong to talk about it so much because like you said, like you were doing the work, you know, like we were at the park, you know, until after it was dark with no lights on a weekday, you know, working on it. So I don't know. I think when you're really in it and you're really passionate about it, the talk kind of comes and you're not doing it's it just, to it's boast, natural. you know? Yeah. yeah, it's natural. It's just like, it's this kinda, is what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'm passionate about it, so I'm going to talk about it. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, speaking of being really passionate about it, I think that, like, when you really love what you're doing or when you're really passionate about it, it's just so easy, man. I, uh, I saw a post on Instagram. It was from a bodybuilder and he was like passion over motivation. And that just like, that's everything. Cause motivation comes and goes, but if you're passionate about it, like that's not going to go away. Yeah. And I feel like if you have to go and get motivation to do something, that's a good sign that like you, you don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause like I have to get motivation to go and knock out like my schoolwork. I have to get motivation. Um, I don't know. For me, like, honestly, I have to get motivation to go socialize. Like, I, it doesn't come naturally to want to go socialize. Yeah. But I'm passionate about music. Like, nobody has to be like, oh, you need to go and like, you need to practice today. You need to go and make a couple beats. Like, I want to do that. I'm passionate about it. Like, it's so natural for me to just go and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, nobody has to tell me to do that. I don't ever have to watch a motivational video or hear from somebody who's at the top of the game, like Ill Mind, and be like, oh, so I got to go do this, this, and this. Like, I'm just doing that stuff. And I think that's a really good indicator. Like if you want to do something and you're trying to find something to go and do, if you have to find motivation to do that stuff, then you're not finding the right stuff. Yeah. You have to find something else to do because that that is a very good point. That motivation is 100% temporary. Like that is a mood. It comes and goes. You can find that inspiration from a post on Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter, but your passion never dies, man. It's with you like while you're sleeping. It, it doesn't go anywhere. You wake up and it's right there with you. Um, and when you go and you're working on it, it's right there with you working on itself, you know? And that motivation, you can't say the same for that. Mm-hmm. So. I think too that like, if you're trying to do something that is going to better your life, maybe not for like a career as a side hustle or something, and it's not your passion, you can replace passion with discipline. 
So let's say that, I don't know, you need to work out more, right? You're not happy with your body and you want to change it. You don't have to be passionate for fitness in order to do that, but you have to get to a point where you're disciplined enough that you can work on yourself when you don't have the motivation because otherwise you're not going to make it. And that takes a lot of willpower. It takes a lot of uh, self-awareness too. Mm-hmm. Because like, I think about it a lot when with, with Spanish, with language, because I love... Like I'm finally getting to a place where I, I can understand certain Spanish conversations, certain Spanish speakers who are slower or whatever. Um, but I don't practice nearly enough. Like I need to be practicing definitely closer to a daily basis. And right now I'm practicing like in conversations with real people, not outside of the classroom, like maybe weekly if I'm lucky, probably more like two or three weeks in between each conversation in Spanish. And like if I was just more disciplined about it and I was like seeking out those people or like I have a lot of friends who speak Spanish, if I was like, calling them and making appointments just to chat with them in Spanish. Like that would, like I, I need that discipline in order to grow. Cause mm-hmm. like same thing, like motivation, like just exactly like you said, like motivation comes and goes discipline. Though, like you need that discipline to do certain things that are going to benefit you, even though you're not passionate about it. Like I'm not passionate about speaking Spanish, but like I need to be disciplined because I want to be able to speak Spanish. Yep. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. I, hadn't, I definitely hadn't thought about it in that sense before. Cause like I would, I've heard that before. But only in terms of passion mm. versus motivation, definitely not discipline versus, versus motivation, though. Yeah. Um, I think something that helps with uh, staying disciplined and maybe even um, being more diligent to, in your work towards your passion is just to think about the big picture. Like, I know if I had a tough uh, couple workouts the days prior and my body is feeling really tired um, and really sore, but it's not time for my scheduled off days yet, I'll be like, oh, like, I know I have to go to the gym, but maybe I just won't go that hard today. And I just think about like my long-term goals about why I'm going to the gym. And I'm like, I know that if I take an easy day at the gym, like somebody somewhere else is not taking an easy day. And when we meet in competition, they're going to beat me. And that's enough to just go for it. And I, I think there's two things to take away from that. One is if you're in the gym and you're just trying to better yourself, there's a lot of people who are at home on the couch watching TV. Mm-hmm. Like, go you for being in the gym. Like, that's… Or go you for, I don't know, drawing a picture today when you want to be an artist. Go you for taking steps to learning a language. Go you for going to school when there's a lot of people who stayed home from school and didn't go to class that day. Yep. Like, you, you, we're both in college. Like, we see that every single day where there's people not going to class for a school that they're paying to be at. So, go you for being in class. But the flip side of that, and like you were saying, you, when you start something and there's a, there's a long-term play there, you should be writing down your goals somewhere where you can find them again so that you can, when you're feeling a lack of motivation or you're feeling an off day, you feel like skipping class, you feel like not practicing, you can be like, all right, why am I doing this? Why did I start this? Yeah. What's the ultimate play? What's the ultimate goal? Do I actually want that? Or was that just something I wanted then and I don't really want it anymore? Um, and hopefully that helps you stay disciplined. That helps you find that motivation again to keep going towards something that you want, something that you're trying to get, achieve. Yeah. And that can that kind of like plays into when you're getting hate and doubt from other people. It's like, all right, yeah, I'm getting hate right now, but does it matter enough to me to stop my success and stop my journey to to bettering myself. Um, because if you're getting hate from your brother or your sister and they think that what you're doing is trash and it's a waste of time, 
can you sit down and you can be like, all right, yeah, this is not the best in the world right now, but I love what I'm doing and I can see the potential. I see the future of where this is going and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep practicing it right now, even though you don't see the future and you don't see where I'm going right now. Um, damn. What did you say right before you were talking about the doubt from your brother or sister? <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't even know. It was something super like, I had something to say to that and I can't remember now. Oh, it was the writing down your goals. Yeah, yeah. I have kept meticulous track of my workouts basically since my sophomore year of high school. Really? And with those have been my goals for um, track in the gym and for like my body weight. And I keep those in my notes. Uh, which are backed up through my email. So I, I break my phone basically every year and I don't back up. Um, like I don't save my phone back up in the iCloud. So having my notes backed up through my email, I have notes that go back all the way to 2013, you know, like wow. five, five phones ago. But it is super awesome to go back and see uh, goals that I had for myself for the year. Like I just recently, I was going through my notes looking for something and I found like goals uh, for all my, for my three lifts that I wrote down at the beginning of this year. And like, I absolutely blew my deadlift goal for the entire year out of the water in like August. And that's just like, it's super cool to go back and be able to see like what you were hoping to accomplish and compare it to what you've accomplished already. And even on the flip side of that, if you haven't accomplished that goal, then that can be a little bit more fire to be like, Hey, I'm not where I want to be yet. Like I really need to turn it up for these last couple months to get there. Um, so that's definitely one of the best things that I've done over the past couple of years is just keep track of stuff. And I think that kind of can definitely help with um, that gratification factor mm-hmm. because it helps. It, like it feels really good when people are like reaching out to you and like they tell you about your progress and they're like, yo, like you sound, you're sounding great. You're looking great. You're doing this really well, whatever. And that gratification, that validation from other people feels really good. But if you're tracking your goals like that and you like from the day that you started working on it, if you wrote down what your goals were and then you're two, three, four years beyond that point and you can go and look back at that, like that validation and gratification from that is going to feel so freaking good. Yeah. Um. So if you, if you don't want to be super out there with your business about like how much progress you're trying to make or like what your goals are, then just tracking it in your notes in a notebook or whatever, like that can be super beneficial too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, I'm glad that you mentioned not wanting to go public with it because just like keep it somewhere that it's not going to get lost if you lose like a device or something, you know, like don't get it down on a piece of paper because like that can get wet or can get thrown away. Just like keep it somewhere that you know it's going to be in a couple like in a couple years even, or like you could even make an Instagram account and keep it on That's private. what I was just about to say. Like I have a, I have an Instagram for my fitness and like I haven't posted on there in like probably like two months, mm-hmm. but I started over summer and like I have like my before picture or whatever. Um, And I honestly, I hadn't even thought about that in quite a while, but like that'd be really cool because like since I have made some progress since then to go and like compare what I was trying to do then to where I'm at now. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that it's a really good place to do it though is on Instagram or another social media that you can just leave on private and you can track it yourself or you like, you can let in like one or two of your close friends or whatever. Um, but yeah, cause like God, that's obviously not going to go anywhere. And then you can transfer that to any device or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on was um, people like not believing in what you're doing. And I know for me, I think I'm different than most people, but um, I love when people like don't believe what I'm doing. And I think you can attest to this. Like when somebody is like hating or they're doubting, I'm like, like, thank you for doing this. Like now I can't wait to prove you wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we talked about that with a couple of people uh, fairly recently. Um, but like, if you can, if you can get to a point where you're confident enough that like people doubting you is motivation, like nobody can touch you. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. Especially like, especially in a creative field, because so many people want to be in a creative field, but they don't, they just don't have it in them to go and pursue that themselves for whatever reason, for a lack of confidence, for a lack of balls to just step up to the plate and do it. Whatever the reason is, a lot of people are too scared to do it. And I don't know, man, like that's just, if you can go and you can be successful in a creative field, like that's crazy amazing, dude. Like that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feel so freaking good to look back on all the haters and look back on all the doubt. And you know what? Like if somebody really has the time of day to be giving you their doubt about yourself, like they have nothing going on for themselves. They have nothing going in their life that they can just sit there and be like, you know what? You don't have shit going on for yourself. Like that's, that's a waste of their time and motivation for you. So they're helping you out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if, yeah, like if you can channel that into a positive thing for yourself, like you're going to win so fast and you're going to have so much extra energy and potential to go super far. I agree, man. Yeah. Hey, get closer to the mic. Oh shit, my bad. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like dealing with other people's hate, it's just kind of like you have to have a hard shell about it and not let it get to your interior because one, they're wasting their own time. Two, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're passionate about what you do. Um, it's a little different coming from family. But you know what? Sometimes given the right situation, it might be in your best interest to cut them off for a while and come back to them later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something that I can attest to personally. I, I didn't have to go and do that. But that might be something you have to do to achieve what you actually want to do. Um, because if you let them speak to your criticism or if you let them be a voice of criticism and a voice of doubt and then you don't make it for whatever reason, whether that was their fault or not, you're always going to be resentful towards them because of that. And that's, an, that's a really terrible place to be with your family. Um, the people who are supposed to be there from beginning to the end of your journey in life. You don't want to have that kind of resentment and that kind of hate towards those people who are so important to you. Um, so it's definitely not an easy path to be like, hey, mom, dad, hey, dad, like I need to walk away from this relationship for a couple of years while I go and I work on myself. Um, but if you have that in you and you think that's the right move, then I want to give you the the motivation and the the strength to do that to walk away from that negative relationship if that's in, if that's in your best interest. Um, but if it's not, then you have to, you have to have a hard, a hard exterior and not let that stuff get to you. Um, and if you can, if you can get to a place where you're confident enough to use that as motivation, use other people's doubt as motivation, be like, hey, I'm going to prove you wrong. Just wait on it. It's only a matter of time yeah. before I'm on and I make it happen for myself. 
Um, one thing that I want to kind of mention before we wrap things up, and this is speaking to people who I think are in uh, similar situations to us where cutting family off isn't really an option right now. Um, you don't have to end contact with your family in order to shut out the negative voices. Maybe just keep them in the dark about your creative side, if that's what it takes um, to kind of block out that negative energy. I know that when I was at a point where I wasn't happy with what I was creating, I wasn't really sharing it with anybody because I knew that like I didn't have the confidence in my work and anything like if you don't have confidence in your work, you're super vulnerable to what people think about it. So yeah, if you're yeah. at a place where um, people's opinions are going to affect you, um, more specifically your family's opinions, just don't share it with them. And you can still have the you know relationship with them, see them every day, talk to them, whatever, and just don't talk to them about your work because you're not comfortable with it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And honestly, like I, it was a subconscious thing for me, but I definitely did the same thing. Like, I don't think, I still to this day think my parents have literally no idea. Actually, they might have some idea because like, yeah, I was home over summer working on music and whatnot. But I know for a long time, they had no idea how much work I was putting in on my my music. Mm -hmm. Um, So then like when they started to like see it on social media or whatever, they were probably like, oh, like this is a nice little surprise or like, I'm gonna check this out and see what it's about. Um, But they had no idea like, everything that I was doing to get to that point. Yeah. Um, it's like, you're right. Like that definitely could be something that you, you have to do uh, or can do to just, instead of walking away completely, just keeping it behind closed doors a little bit more. Yep. Um, and then, and then I wanted to add something else too. We kind of talked about it earlier. Like you said, you asked me if somebody came like, um, hit me up to do work or whatever. And, and I didn't want to because they weren't good enough. But I give that feedback back, mm-hmm. give that feedback to them. Um, and I said I would, and it's super important if you if if you can be a part of the community in the sense that somebody comes up to you for work and they're not good enough, um, don't just tell them no. Don't just leave them on red. Be like, hey, I think you could do this, this, and this better. And once those things improve, like maybe we can talk then, um, or whatever. Just just give opinions that are actually helpful because everybody's trying to succeed in a very difficult industry. Um, no matter, honestly, like no matter what you're doing, like every industry is like hard to be at the top of, you know? Um, and I, I don't want people to be selfish about it either. Don't, don't think that just because they're going to try and achieve success in the same industry as you, that if they get it before you, that means you don't have, there's no space for you because everybody can eat. Everybody has a spot at the table of success. There's not a limited number of people allowed to be successful in any given industry. That that's ridiculous that people even think that that's a thing because there's just so many freaking people on this earth that you we could never possibly create enough content for every single person to consume everything, you know? Um and even even in the small bubble of the United States of America, like you definitely um there's still definitely a lot of people who aren't being reached in whatever given industry you're in. Even if, like, if somebody, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm getting a little too specific here, but just just know that there's not a limited number of spots at this table for success. You can definitely all be successful. You can help them be successful. And maybe one day down the line, they can help you be successful too. Um, so definitely be genuine and give advice uh, when you can. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's a great uh, concluding statement to end episode four. Yeah, you want to uh, yeah, give I'll us a rundown on the way out? 
So thank you guys for listening. Um, If you've listened to any of our previous episodes and you're here again, thanks for coming back. If this is the first episode you're hearing, we've got three others. Go ahead and check them out. Um, Please leave a review of the podcast if you liked it. If you didn't like it, tell us why. Um, Follow us on our social medias at underscore always create on Twitter and Instagram. Um, We have Facebook and YouTube as well. Uh, Use the hashtag how I create on your post to show us what you're doing and how you're doing it. And uh, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you guys next episode. Thank you.